Welcome to Twy as We Light, a podcast where two adults, Hallie and Sydney, read and react to Twilight for the very first time. Today we are talking about the chapters 13 through 15 of Twilight, so sit back and enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Hallie. And I'm Sydney. And I wanted to start off by saying, um... I was on the phone call with my friend, okay? We're talking about Twilight. What's her name? Um, their name's Fiona. We got into a conversation about how they've, like, seen, like, the movies and stuff like that. So they're familiar (laughs) with Twilight. And we were discussing things about Twilight. And they automatically said, isn't it weird that Bella falls in love with her cousin? And I was like, did I tell you that? <laughs> and they were like, no. Like, she, they were like, no, definitely not. You did not tell me anything. Like, we haven't talked about Twilight at all, but aren't they cousins? Like, they were like, I'm not sure how I remember that they're cousins, but I know that they're cousins. And they were like, you need to tell me, like, any evidence that you find. I'm like, I haven't found any evidence. It's just a feeling. <laughs> they just give a really strong so, cousin vibes. They do. Yeah. That's so interesting um, because unless... Yeah. Unless you're actually right, and there's going to be a reveal later on in the books that Edward and Bella... No, not Edward and Bella. <laughs> Jacob and Bella. That'd be crazy, considering how old Edward is. Um, no, Jacob and Bella mm-hmm. are actually cousins. That's insanely interesting that your friend had the same notion. Mm-hmm. They also had mm-hmm. that incredibly crazy notion that my good, my good friend Sydney has. Not crazy. I have heard from multiple people. Multiple. <laughs> Who now? I was gonna say you. They believe and Fiona. me. <laughs> me? No, no. Me, Fiona, and then my coworker Kylie. They all had the feeling. Well, folks, you heard it here first. It's true. <laughs> Three people believe it. It's true. <laughs> so first, we're gonna be talking about chapter thirteen, confessions. And wow, this chapter. I must say. <laughs> I actually, don't say anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> I say I must say, and then I don't say a thing. So. It starts off, um, and we learn that Edward sparkles in the sun, which we knew about just because it's been a thing in pop culture for forever that vampires sparkle in the sun because of Twilight. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, well, not <laughs> not pre-Twilight. <laughs> no, not at all. Pre-Twilight, it was like vampires burned in the sun, which makes more not sense. Not BT. Oh. <laughs> you know, B- like BT. BC. Mm-hmm. B- uh, BCE. Yep. There's both. Cool. So then <laughs> my like main thing about this part of the chapter was that <laughs> she describes how Edward looks and then she's like, I sat there for hours and I just stared at him. Yeah. For hours? How weird is that? Did neither of you get uncomfortable with that? I would have been uncomfortable within a minute. I would. Yeah. I like, I have a hard time making eye contact with people. I can't. Yeah. I don't like making eye contact. I don't like it when people stare at me. So, like, I was... That's... I was just so weirded out. Also, I was very confused, like, stepping into this chapter because... Just because I, I think, honestly, we did this... Or I did this to myself or whatever. But because of the, like, leaving on a cliffhanger with, like, Edward taking a step into the midday sun and then the chapter ending, I assumed it was gonna continue exactly there yeah. at the next chapter. But it was like, wait, are they laying down? Yeah. And so, like, mm. in my head, I was like, did I miss something? Did he just, like, walk in and then fall down? 
Yeah. But no, well, it had been says, hours. He lay, he lay perfectly still in the grass, his shirt open over his sculpted incandescent chest, hot. When it said he lay perfectly still in the grass, I didn't know if that was just like a weird like writing thing where it was just like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like he was being still, but he was standing, you know? Yeah. But it was like, no, they're straight up laying down. Yeah, he's laying down and singing to himself. Yeah. Which, okay, I have a theory. This is what they're doing in the cafeteria when they're sitting by themselves and they're just looking off into the distance, not talking to each other. Because humans can't hear what they're doing with their mouths. Oh, so they are talking to... No, you're you're right, because I won't give anything away, but we do meet some more of the Cullens later on. And they're not, like, silent, stoic creatures. Like, they're, they're a loving family. But it was like, that is weird that they just sit in silence in the cafeteria. Yeah. And well, they do mention later that like they talk to each other, but Bella can't hear what it is. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I feel, I think she mentions at one point that it's like being nice for them to actually talk out loud. Yeah. I did write a note. It didn't really have anything to do with where I placed the note, but I was like, I would like to know how old Edward actually is. I don't know why. We yeah. do find this out soon. I did write that note there because I'm like, We've, he's become incredibly open with being a vampire. Like, when's he gonna reveal his age? Yeah, yeah, because it is weird. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So they're just sitting in the meadow, and then he asks, as he does like twenty million times during this book, if she's scared of him. But why would he? Why would she be scared of someone who sparkles? Yeah. It's not scary. He's just a Mm-mm. sparkly man. Yeah. And then she ends up like getting closer to him and like starts tracing her finger on his arm yeah straight up just starts touching him a little bit yeah which this is like the first time that they like actually really touch on purpose yeah spoiler alert from here on out it's non-stop baby non-stop oh in the my weirdest God. ways in front every of time <laughs> yeah if a boy tried to hold my hand in front of my mother i would kill him yes i would yes. deck him i had a my ex tried to kiss me in front of my family and I was like, do not, do not Red touch flag. me, do not look at me, do not act as if we know each other when we're in front of my family. Stop When it. you're here meeting my parents, you're meeting me too. <laughs> yeah. He, he mentions when she's like touching his body, he's like, you can't mm-hmm. imagine how that feels. I, I did can't. make a note there too. That's so like, weird. Ew, what? Ew. It's incredibly sexual. Like it. Yeah. Okay, so they're just laying there. She's yeah. feeling up on him. Yeah, which, okay, this chapter did make me swoon just, like, a tiny bit. Because it is just a lot of lovey-dovey romancy stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also just repetitive. Like, they constantly are talking about these things. And constantly yeah. having these, like, conversations about how, like, she should be scared of him. And then he loves her and all these different things. I wrote this down so, in a later chapter. But it's like, how many times are we going to have this exact same conversation? Like, does Edward think he's going to be like, you should be scared of me. You should you should you shouldn't be near me and she's just gonna be like yeah you're right and just fuck off (laughs) right (laughs) she's in too deep yeah it's not like she can just be like yeah i'm gonna go she's unconditionally and irrequivocally or unequivocally in love with him Mm -hmm. so she can't she can't stop it they're laying around touching on each other yeah and then um yeah so she she (laughs) he then are they like sitting really close to each other and he asks why she's mm-hmm. afraid. She's like, oh, I'm afraid, but not of you. And they get really close. She leans in and she smells his breath. And then he just zooms away, which I would do. And too. she does say, sweet, delicious, the scent made my mouth water. Disgusting. What a thing to say. That is disgusting. Especially when you have, when you are out as someone who has milk breath. Milk breath. 
Shouldn't this be inspiring you, girl? Yeah. Brush your teeth, girl. Brush, Brush your, your teeth. teeth. And she says, I'm sorry, Edward. It says, I'm ellipses. Sorry. Ellipses, Edward. <laughs> and then, so he ends up, like, zooming into the forest, and he, like, chops off a, well, he grabs a tree branch, like, with his physical force, and he throws mm-hmm. it, and then zooms back, and he's like, don't be afraid of me. Yeah. Which is like, wh- why not? Like, you just showed that you can run super fast. You can break it's limbs so off funny. of trees. Oh my goodness. He took two deep breaths and smiled an apology. He's like, I'm very sorry. Would you understand? Blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, I'm the world's best predator, aren't I? And then he <laughs> goes on this whole monologue about how he could, he's so fast. He's so strong. He rips. Okay, I also want to say a two foot thick branch. Did she mean that? Thick is like diameter. That's like this big. Oh my goodness. That's not a branch. That's a trunk. That's a whole tree. That's a whole tree. A whole tree. I just was very confused by that. And he threw it at blinding speed. As if you could fight me off, he said gently. Yeah. And then then he's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I swear I'll never hurt you. And then he's like, I might hurt you. What? Kill you. You shouldn't be near me. I could kill. It was like, if you're going to do this whole soliloquy, monologue, whatever, about how strong and fast and of a killer you are, and then promise that you're never going to hurt her, can we stop having this conversation about how she should run away? Right? Because she's clearly not going to. She's not going to. She's not afraid. And he's still, he's made it clear that he might kill her. They continue on this conversation about how he's dangerous and he should leave. And she's like, I'm not gonna leave. He tells her that he is more dangerous to her than he is to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But also, he will never hurt her. Yeah. Um. So he starts to explain that some people like different flavors because she's like, why do you like me more than anyone else? And he says that people can be addicted to flavors like alcoholics and all these different things. And he keeps on being like, I don't want to frighten you, but also be afraid of me. But also I'm a scary boy. And also I want to eat you and all these different things. And then they say the iconic line. You are exactly my brand of heroin. (laughs) I don't believe heroin comes in brands, Sydney. No, I don't think so. I like generic brands. Wait, I'm going to look it up. Safeway Signature Select Heroin. There's got to be different types, right? It says heroin has been sold by brand names since the early 1970s. Other drugs have seldom been sold by brand. We'll circle back. (laughs) Um, So then in the next two pages, Edward shares about if any of his other vampire family members or friends have the same type of addiction Mm -hmm. to blood like Edward did. And he shares that like Emmett did two different times, which just means that Emmett straight up murdered them when he found them. Unlike Edward, who was like, I'm not going to murder them. We get into the discussion about how when he first met Bella, he said that at first sight, he wanted to kill her right then and there. If he would have met her in like a dark alley or like Mm -hmm. been alone with her at Mm -hmm. all, she would have been dead. But then that would have made it so the whole family would have to leave. I feel like it kind of like adds like a plot hole in there because like they mentioned that like if any of the like vamp daddy's family members if they all ended up leaving or not leaving but they ended up killing someone mm-hmm. then like the whole family would have to leave theoretically another like vampire of some sort came into the town and just murdered someone 
I guess it would just be a matter of if they got caught. So, like, if... I mean, like, because Edward's like, you need to tell someone who you're with in case I kill you. But if she'd never been hanging out with Edward and she'd just been, like, murdered and they would have had no reason to be involved with her at all, I don't think anyone would have known. I think the whole idea is, like, if one of you snaps and kills someone, we have to get out of here because people are going to know that we're vampires. But if, if they snap and kill someone and no one knows it's them, or, like, that's it's not, like, drawing suspicion towards them, I feel like they're fine. <laughs> we'll think. We'll, we'll learn it learn more later um i also did realize this is where i made the note asking how old edward actually was because he said that thing about it being a class full of children which legally yes they are mostly minors but they're the same age as your girlfriend yeah um and then he also says if i hadn't been my denying or if i hadn't been denying my thirst for the last well too many years it's like how many exactly how many eddie how many how many ed how many eddie then we get into all the explanation in the next four mm-hmm. pages about his point of view mm-hmm. when he first like met Bella and like how he was feeling and like this actually might have been the reason why people were like oh we want a book that's just from Edward's point of view which I believe is mm-hmm. what Midnight Sun is but I don't know I don't, I don't know yet. I've never read it then he explains that he was tr- so he was trying to like lure her mm-hmm. other places or like he had the thought to lure her other places and she was like oh yeah i totally would have followed you and he he said it in like a i'm a vampire with vampire powers i could have lured you anywhere she was like yeah i would have followed and she he's like yeah you would have but she meant it more like no you could have you could have just said hey can you step into the <laughs> can you step into my office and she would have been there yeah yeah he didn't even have to use any vampy powers to be able to get her to go anywhere she she literally meant it like you know you're good like Relax. Which is obvious from when the scene in the lunchroom happened when she first like sits with Edward and all he does is like like gestures with his finger for her to like come over and she's like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he had done that on the first day yeah. she'd be dead. She'd be dead. She'd be dead. <laughs> Look over. So yeah, then then we learned that like he kept on just wanting to kill her like the entire day and he went to like rearrange mm-hmm. his schedule so he didn't have to like be in the same room as her because he would kill her. And they end up in mm-hmm. that office where he's, like, trying to rearrange his schedule. And it's just her and, like, the mm-hmm. office woman and Edward. And Edward's like, I could have killed her and then I could have had you. And I yeah. was like, oh, my goodness. Jesus. Jesus, Eddie. Then. Oh, he reveals that he drove to Alaska. Yeah. So he, like, goes to, like, the hospital. And he's like, hey, Daddy Vamp, can I have your car? And then he's just like, okay. Yeah. And then drives to Alaska. And is there for several days. But then he's like, oh, I don't want Bella to stop me from being near my family and doing my life thing. And so he comes back. And this is where he, like, starts talking about how he started taking his precautions of eating animals before seeing Bella every day. I feel like he could have just started doing that anyway. But also, are people noticing that, like, the deer populations went down when they started moving here? I wrote that down a couple chapters from now. And when they hunt, they don't eat the whole animal Uh -uh. did anyone has anyone noticed these bloodless carcasses (laughs) strewn about well maybe we haven't like seen what happens to like the animal when it gets eaten by a vampire but maybe they just like immediately decompose okay i guess they could be like burying them but they have to for sure be (laughs) making a dent in the deer population yeah and bear and mountain lion yeah Because, like, I'm sure, I feel like bears might have a lot of blood, but I'm not sure about the other ones. But yeah, then he mentions, I I wrote this down because I thought it was hilarious. Um, He mentions that, like, when he goes back to school, he is listening to 
Jessica's thoughts. And he mm-hmm. writes down, he's, he's like, it's, they're not very original. He was like, I got tired of listening <laughs> to her thoughts. And it was annoying to have to stoop to that. <laughs> right? I'm like, gosh. That's so funny. So rude to Jessica. She never did anything to him except for think he was hot. Yeah. That's it. And she's, she's Bella's friend, kind of. Right? Yeah. So he was just like rude to Jessica for no reason, which is a red flag. Because if you want to be my lover, you got to be with my friends. Then he mentions about how he like saved her from the car crash. And he mm-hmm. was like, I was, I'm not able to keep you from like being killed by a car. And he like mm-hmm. blamed it on like, if her blood spilled, he wouldn't be able to control himself. But that's not the truth it's not the truth he just thought she was hot and then after like all of like the car crash hospital stuff mm-hmm. he says that he eavesdropped on everyone that bella talked to to make sure she wasn't spreading any word about like his vampiness or his yeah. crazy powers she's just walking around school she's like dude i think edward cullen is a vampire <laughs> isn't it crazy that he could be a vampire that guy for real drinks blood i think it's <laughs> Sure. Don't tell him I told you though. Get it? Because she they don't have to tell him because he can read their minds. He can read their minds, but she doesn't know. But that. she doesn't know that. So then he keeps on mentioning that he's gonna he wants to kill her, constantly. He does say specifically all that next day. Eavesdrops on the mind of, minds of everyone you spoke to. Shocked that you kept your word. I didn't understand you at all, but I knew that I couldn't become more involved with you. I did my best to stay away from you as possible. And every day, the perfume of your skin, your breath, your hair. It hit me as hard as the first day. I wrote down, oh yeah, that hot, sweet, sweet milk breath. Milk breath. Milk Ew. breath. <laughs> Ew. See, now I'm starting to think that he must have something wrong with him. Like, yeah. she keeps saying that he's perfect, but he smells her milk breath. Yeah, and he and still like, likes hot. Her. <laughs> End of the um, page 273 is when he finally says that he couldn't live without her, and he, like, just gave up on, like, being away from her, apparently. You were the most important thing to me now. Yeah, and then he says, oh, no, he doesn't say it. This this was um, just, like, Bella's thoughts, where she says, through the cheerful topic of my impending demise, we were finally declaring ourselves. Which, um, abuse? This feels abusive. Yeah. <laughs> this feels... That feels bad. Oof. It feels, like, borderline terrible. Um, at the bottom of page 73... I don't know if this is ill-timed for a joke, but um, when he says, you're the most important thing to me now, the most important thing to me ever, how funny would it have been if she was just like, Edward, you're like really nice, but I really only see you as a friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm really into Mike. She's like, Mike's kind of <laughs> hot though, so. Sorry, Edward. Mike's not gonna kill me, maybe. I'm probably just gonna go out with him. <laughs> that I mean, that would have been the better mm-hmm. end to the story, honestly. That would have been the end of the book. This is the new, this yeah. new book. It's just like, Okay, bye. Just wanted to know if you were a vampire oh, or not. Okay. So. Me and my boyfriend Mike, we had a bet going. <laughs> if you're a vampire or not, because we felt like you <laughs> liked smelling me too much. Um, the next three pages is where he starts getting weirdly close to our neck and does all the weird neck stuff. That's where like the neck stuff started, mm-hmm. which made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> the neck stuff really started. Yeah, there. but yeah, they just keep on talking all happy about how she's stupid for being with him and he says now the lion is in love with the lamb which okay stephanie okay okay <laughs> okay steph steph she like tries to figure out like how she could help him so that he doesn't like run away from her but then he just starts getting close to her in weird ways yeah she's like ha and he's like no let me sn- let me sniff it instead oh and this is the part this is something starts here this is where some weird stuff starts where she just says don't move and then he's just still as a statue 
Which I just find yeah, that was weird. Weird, and it happens multiple times. It's also like starting. I feel here. like that's a real good reminder that technically Edward is dead. <laughs> yeah, he just goes into like rigor mortis, and then all of it's the rest until number page number two seventy nine is just mushy gushy cuddly stuff in the mm-hmm. forest because they could finally be like lovey dovey. I wish you could feel the complexity, uh, the confusion. I feel that you could understand. Tell me, I breathed. <laughs> Ew. <sighs> Thinking about it in a way that you're not like romanticizing it, but you're just trying to like read it for the literature that it is. I feel like also as reading it as people who are older than the age of 17, like when you're reading this when you're like 14, 15, you've never had a an experience with like this, not like this, but like mm-hmm. you have no idea what it's like to be in any sort of relationship. I've never been in a relationship, but <laughs> now we're like, guys, stop. <laughs> so then Edward is like, oh, you want to head home. And at this point, he's no longer afraid of telling Bella anything or yeah. doing anything that might scare her, which is strange. Like, I feel like you would want to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you had a kid, you'd wait till you like to like the fourth date to be able to tell someone that you're interested in, you know? But yeah, like if you're on a date with someone, you like wait to share like most of the things. So yeah. you don't like completely shock them. Yeah. But they're on a train of no return at this point. Yeah. And he's like, do you want me to run vampire fast to our car? Just get on my back. And she's kind of like, sure, why not? Yeah. Which, mm. she He does call her little coward. I don't like that. I feel like, I feel like her reaction's Normal. pretty tame. Yeah. Pretty tame. And she's joking a little bit, being like, what, you're gonna turn into a bat? And then he says, like, I haven't heard that one before. It's like, from whom? Yeah. I thought everyone who knows you're a vampire was also a vampire. How many humans know he's a vampire? Maybe he's lying, and maybe he's had this. Ex- he has this experience like once every ten years. What if he does? What if he's what one if of he those does? guys? She would have no frame of reference. She would have no way to, of proving that was wrong. This moment in history, the um, Edward and Bella moment in history, is what inspired Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> so, do you get Deja Vu? Because we did that ten years ago. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be such a reveal. If he was like, yeah, I'm lying. I actually have this connection with a human, like, every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's just just how it is. He puts her on her his back and then starts like wading through the forest. Yeah. yeah. And, and she has her eyes wide open. Right. And she's like, the cold wind burned my eyes. And I'm like, of course it does, Bella. Yeah. You should not have your eyes open, for one. <laughs> my goodness. They get back to their car. And yeah. she has to sit down again from being dizzy. This is the second time mm-hmm. in the book that she gets dizzy for some weird reason. Well, this one's unreasonable. Because she should have closed her eyes. Yeah, she should have closed her eyes. And he's, like, running second nature. Because she was like, you might have hit a tree. I hope you were focusing on not hitting trees. But yeah. also, we see vampires do the runny thing through the forest later in the book. And they have twigs in their hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down. So, like... I was like, I thought you... Were able to sense So you do hit the trees. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess... You're just a vampire, so it doesn't hurt you. Maybe Edward... Bella Snot. Is good. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he's, like, an athlete vampire. An athlete among vampires. I wonder if they have that. It's right here, baby. Vampire Olympics. Vampire Olympics. There's one sport, and it's baseball. (laughs) We're on to page 282. And mm-hmm. these two pages made me physically uncomfortable and wish that I wasn't reading Bella's yep. thoughts. Oh, I for sure wrote down, um, this is crazy. 
I on page two eighty two. Yeah, physically uncomfortable, physically. Yeah. So on on so. these pages. <laughs> Edward is like, I want to try something new, baby. And this was, like, basically a way for him to test himself, which I thought was weird because it said, like, as he's he's leaning in to kiss her, and as it's happening, she's, like, mentioning that, like, it seems like he's, like, a normal man who's, like, gauging her response, but it's more like a science experiment for him. Yeah. Which felt a little weird. Am I going to be able to do this without just chomping down on one of those lips and ending it? (laughs) Yeah. And when he finally connected his cold marble lips. Because he's dead. Because he's dead. She started aggressively kissing him. Yeah. (laughs) Can I, may I read? Yeah. May I share with the class? Please do. And then his cold marble lips pressed very softly against mine. What neither of us was prepared for was my response. Blood boiled under my skin, burned in my lips. My breath came in a wild gasp. My fingers knotted in his hair, clutching him to me. My lips parted as I breathed in his heady scent. Mm. Bella, that's crazy. That's terrible. And you you know that Edward was just giving her a peck. And the entire yeah, time it was, literally it was like a, a peck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just went... Because it literally says... Pressed his lips very softly against mine, and she was like, "Ha! Here I come, Eddie boy. You think you're dangerous?" And she says, "Oops." Right? She literally says, "Oops." And then, yeah, his lip—he becomes unresponsive beneath her lips. Yeah. Um, and then he uses irresistible force to push her back, which is—I feel like it's like a and slap says, in the his face. His hands, as in both hands he goes yeah just pushes her for those of you listening i am making the shape of a face with my hands and moving it away from my face (laughs) as edward had the right to do because she went animalistic on that man and after the kiss he says no it's tolerable yeah yeah yeah. because she was asking if she should she tried to disengage herself because she's still got this man in a death grip yeah (laughs) no pun intended and he's like that's fine he was like, so what was the problem? <laughs> Just weren't into it? That's okay. Okay. But... And then he's like, they, they decide to start driving back. And he's like, oh, I should drive. And he asks if she's still faint from the run or from the kiss. Which, like, he says that he has kissing expertise. But he gave her a peck with his cold marble lips. I think he was joking, Sydney. I know. But still, like, that joke. <laughs> that joke. Because then she's like, oh, you're right. No, yeah, she's like. You were good at it. It's like, no, he literally was just there. You just <laughs> went ballistic. Right? He made the joke. Yeah, it just didn't land for her. It just did not land for her. And it did not land for me because I was like, he's a vampire. He It landed for me. Jokes. I thought that was funny. Oh. I thought he was like, are you still a fan from the run or was it my kissing expertise? I was just- Because he's making a joke, trying to take the pressure off of her being like, oh, ha ha ha, obviously I was so good at that. I was just still physically uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this doesn't- this doesn't take that away at all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she ends up, like, letting him drive because he was like, you're basically intoxicated. And then another uncomfortable thing was that she's like, are you affected by me at all? And then in response, he brushes his lips along her jawline back and forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slowly along her jaw from ear to chin back and forth. So yeah. how many times she How trembled. many times? How long, and is it, was it like puckered lips or was it just his mouth kind of like there? For those of you listening, Sydney and I are 
essentially making the motion of playing the violin, but with just our heads. <laughs> and it's hot. And our lips very ever so slightly pursed. Mine weren't. Okay, Sydney's had cold, dead lips. Mine were ever so slightly pursed. Okay, so chapter 14. Here we go. <laughs> this one's called Mind Over Matter. So they start driving back to Bella's, and they're listening to music from 50s that he seemed to know every word to. So she's like, how old are you? But I just want to mention, when she asks that, he takes his eyes off the road and stares deeply into her eyes for a moment. Eyes off the road. I would be yeah. terrified. Then he stares directly into the sun. <laughs> what? He looked, in, not he looked at the sun. He looked into the sun. Right? And so he's, <laughs> he's definitely blind for at least 10 seconds once he's done. Maybe that's a vampire perk. You can look at the sun. So then we learned that, so Edward is born in Chicago in 1901. And when he was turned, he was dying of the Spanish influenza in 1918. And that's when daddy vampire Carlisle came around. And because Edward was alone, because his parents died of the influenza, he turned Edward into a vampire. But it's it's strange to me that Daddy Vamp was, like, okay with turning people into vampires when they were about to die. Mm-hmm. But it's like, did he give them the option? Did he ask? Yeah. Maybe they were like, I'm genuinely good. Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Can you imagine because- he does this to, like, a 100-year-old person who's like, you have to keep living for eternity (laughs) right maybe maybe he just does it to people that he thinks have like more time yeah but it's also like yeah you're giving them more time you're giving them eternity you're giving giving people like a lot of time you're giving them a gift that no one really wants we go into basically their family history and yeah we learned that esme fell off a cliff and then he changed esme into a vampire Mm -hmm. and we learned that the reason why, like, he's able to change people and, like, the reason why he doesn't, like, go overboard when changing people who are on their deathbed is that because their blood is weaker, so it's easier for him to be able to make the change. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Vampire lore we're getting into here. We next learn that Rosalie was the next one, but we don't learn why. Yeah. Literally in, like, most of the chapters. I don't think we learn at all in the Yeah, maybe that'll that be, read. like, a plot point later on, but it it says um, that Carlisle brought Rosalie into the family hoping that she would be what Esme was to him. So maybe Which is strange maybe he's straight up just she wasn't going to die. Yeah. That's a little bad. But I, I don't think Carlisle is like that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Daddy Vamp. Um I don't think he's like that. Mm-hmm. Because it, we learn later that he like has like a conscience. Mm-hmm. We it is revealed that Emmett was about to be killed by a bear, which is kind of funny because earlier in the book Edward says that Emmett's favorite Thing to hunt is bears <laughs> which makes sense he probably remembers that he was gonna oh, yeah. die and he's like here i go i'm gonna kill all of them now <laughs> avenging himself right but we learned that Emmett was found by rosalie who then mm-hmm. carried this bloody man to daddy vamp and he did his little daddy change because she couldn't do it like she knew that she couldn't do it but she wanted to live and then their love interests now kind of romantic kind of cute yeah um and then alice and jasper had already been vampires and then mm-hmm. they grew a conscience and they found mm-hmm. each other but jasper was a part of it like a bad vampire clan which yeah is interesting I wrote down jasper's other family question mark evil vampires right yeah but they ended up getting depressed and then left and then alice found him mm-hmm. and alice doesn't really know where she came from yeah she doesn't remember anything <laughs> which is interesting I wonder if we'll find that out ever. Hopefully. 
I hope that we find out all of them. Yeah, because Bella asks, she's like, and Alice came from another family like Jasper, and he goes, no, and that is a mystery. Alice doesn't remember her human life at all. She doesn't remember who she created. She woke alone. Which is strange because we learned that she has, like, the powers to, like, see things. So I feel like she should be able to see all of these things. She can see forward. She can't see back. But yeah, her powers to see made her be able to find Jasper. And then she was able to find Daddy Vampire. And then she knew to come find him because they wanted to be good people. We see, like, a little bit of foreshadowing here by him mentioning that she could see if, like, bad vampires are coming and if they're threats or not, or if they're, like, good mm-hmm. vampires or whatever. Uh, I feel like that's a little foreshadowing there. Mm-hmm. And then we also learned that vampires usually aren't in clans or packs or whatever, like, they are, but mm-hmm. they're usually, like, nomads. Yeah. Which is interesting. So you think that they would, like, band together. We see later on that they kind of do, but it seems like it's unusual for a group this large to come about. True. And they do explain that that's why they left Alaska is because this, like, happy vampire community got, like, too big to stay under the radar. Yeah. She was like, why are they nomads? And he's like, I sparkle. And then they go inside (laughs) and eat. Or, well, they don't eat yet. But yeah, but then we learned that Edward already knew how to enter her house. Oh, yeah. I feel like we should talk about this a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. I thought it was weird that Bella thought it was weird that he already knew to get into her house because he did already go into her house and look through her pants pockets. Yeah. But she never knew how he did that. However, we learn that he comes basically every single night. Yeah. And she says, you spied on me? But somehow I couldn't infuse my voice with the proper outrage. I was flattered. What? You spied on me? You spied on me? <laughs> You've been coming to my house every night for months. You've been watching me sleep. And then she like kind of gets upset because she we learn that she speaks when she sleeps, mm-hmm. and she like says Edward's name. She like has said a lot of things about like her family, her mom, all these different things. Mm-hmm. He mentions that if he could dream at all, it would be about her, which in theory it's cute, but also he dropped this huge bombshell on her, and then Charlie comes home and he's like, "Can I meet him?" And she goes uh and he goes bye she goes i'm not sure and he goes another time then and then i was alone and she goes edward i hissed and she heard a ghostly chuckle where did he go is he like hiding in the cabinet or did he just straight up vanish in the wind he's just in like the pantry and he's like eh. uh-huh. <laughs> so when charlie comes in bella's already like on edge because edward just shocked her entire system by saying he's been spying on her mm-hmm. while she sleep talks and then she's just upset about like everything because she's like i've been with a vampire all day now boots walking Ugh, too loud yeah um and she does talk about how she pours herself another glass of milk to eat with lasagna with lasagna lasagna and milk that's heavy i hate it sorry she does also openly offer that she lifted her glass and chugged her milk so she's just really gulping down that milk aggressively And then Charlie notices that she's, quote, all keyed up. What? And she's trying to make herself seem, like, less suspicious by being more suspicious. And then he, like, gets into a conversation about, like, you don't like any boys in town? What about Mikey boy? At this point, like, for myself, I'm over Mike. Yeah, I've forgotten Mike's existence. After the day in the meadow with Edward, hello. Mike who? Nothing is real anymore. No Mike. No Mike. No Mike. No mic, please. A little mic for me, please. And then she, like, goes upstairs after being all crazy, and she tries to, like, make her steps feel slower or something, so it seems like she's tired. And she immediately goes to her window, goes, Out the window! And then he's already in her room. But yeah, then she, like, 
greets him and then immediately immediately leaves to do human yeah. things. And this is another part where she's like, and then he was still like a statue. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom. She gets ready. She does like her shower or whatever. And then she mentions that she needs to brush her teeth to get rid of like the smell of lasagna, but not milk. Not milk. I would focus more on the milk. Honestly. But yeah, then she like gets her ass. She makes sure that she looks like she's ready to go to bed and she goes downstairs to say goodnight to Charlie. And it states that like he's jarred by her saying like yeah. goodnight to him. He did look startled by my appearance. Unless he was truly like, oh yeah, she's sneaking out right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, why would he be jarred by her appearance? Or, yeah. And then they, yeah, they go back to the room and Charlie still thinks, like, Edward's like, Charlie definitely thinks you're sneaking out. And then they go back to the same routine of just touching each other weirdly and talking about how he's going to kill her, wanted to kill mm-hmm. her. They discuss how, like, he started to feel jealousy for, like, the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm starting to feel, like, more human things. And he was, like, jealous of, like, her being asked to the dance and, like, Charlie mentioning Mike and, like, all these different things. And then Bella's like, well, Rosalie's hot. Mm-hmm. Basically his sister at this point. <laughs> and then Edward's basically like, you need to turn your back on humanity if you want to be with me. Isn't that hard? Oh, on page 302, he's talking about how it gets harder and harder for them to like leave each other and he says it'll be harder tomorrow i've had the scent to be in my head all day and i've grown amazingly desensitized if i'm away from you again for any length of time i think i'll have to start over not quite from scratch though i think and she goes don't go away then unable to hide the longing in her voice because that suits me he replied his face relaxing into a gentle smile bring on the shackles i'm your prisoner and then he makes like little handcuffs around bella's wrists with his hands and i wrote down Oh, yeah. This for sure became Fifty Shades of Grey. 100%. I remember reading that and being like, oh, okay. Hello. (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) But yeah, after that is when they start talking about jealousy. Right, right, right. Oh, this is where they talk about how he said her name. Or she said his name while she was sleeping. Yeah, and he was like, I finally felt like for sure I, like, couldn't let you go. Uh, before Charlie comes in, he's talking about how all the guys are asking her to the dance and he's getting jealous. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> she gets, he gets jealous just then when Charlie asks her about Mike Newton and she, he, he hears her say, I'm not into Mike Newton after the day they've had and he still gets jealous. Like, oh my goodness. She likes Mike, New- Mike Newton for sherzies. Dang it. I, I knew, knew it. that they were going out, even though I'm here every night <sighs> and I listen to their thoughts. For almost 90 years, I've walked among my kind and yours, all the time thinking I was complete in myself, not realizing what I was seeking, and not finding anything because you weren't alive yet. Ew, Edward. Ew. Okay, maybe I need to retract my statement, because in the intro episode, I mentioned that maybe Jacob is a pedophile, but so is Edward. <laughs> because, okay, when when she was born, he was already 90? He was a grandpa by that point. Well, not not physically, but yes. And then they get back to cuddling, and Edward wants to sing her to sleep. <laughs> he smells her neck and says he can smell the bouquet without tasting the wine, which <laughs> is romantic, question mark. You have a very floral smell, like lavender or freesia. It's mouth-watering. He's, <laughs> don't say mouth-watering when you're trying not to eat her. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's nice that she smells like flowers. I like the smell of lavender, mm-hmm. but we do, like, canonically, she states that her shampoo smells like strawberries. So, Edward's wrong. And this is a plot hole. 
for Sharzies. So then we learn on like page 307 to 308, um, we learn Mm -hmm. that each vampire, they bring something that they had in their human life to their vampire Mm -hmm. life. Um, And we learn that like Edward already had a way to understand what people think. Alice had a sort of precognition and Jasper is able to manipulate people and like the, well, the feelings around them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're all like pretty cool. Um, And then the rest just have like things like Esme loves passionately. Which is not a superpower. Rosalie is pig-headed. <laughs> I'm like, is there, like, some sort of thing involved with that? Like, can can yeah. she grow pigs? I don't know. Emmett is strong. You're all strong. Yeah. And then also we learned that, like, Edward still believes in a god. I wrote that down. I said, yeah. incredible use of the vampire. Make Edward slightly religious. Yes, mama. <laughs> if you're religious, that's no shade to you. I just okay. do think it is funny that she made Edward ever so slightly <laughs> well it's also it's just weird that it would be she's like obviously if there's vampires they would have to be created by god obviously yeah. but i'm like no i don't think so you could say that yeah. they're created by satan something else yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be like we might be created from something else mm-hmm. like she mentions evolution which that would make sense but then mm-hmm. she's like i believe in a higher power and i'm like yeah. interesting interesting stephanie we go into in the the next few pages bella's like well if emma and rosalie are married is it like a human marriage and edward's like i guess so why (laughs) and she's like well i was just wondering about us someday on their like when they first decide to be boyfriend and girlfriend like they haven't even put those labels on it Mm -hmm. and she's like are we getting married someday and he goes no and i was like cringing the entire time and his answer was no because if i got horny i would kill you he's like i could crush your skull with one hand and she's like oh it's so interesting that like they love each other so much and they state they love each other and that he states that he would love her forever Mm -hmm. and she's the most important thing to her him ever but he won't marry her because he could kill her and then it finally happens we did discuss in either our last episode or two episodes ago how they have this ongoing game of 20 questions but they never ask the question of 20 questions a virgin and finally finally the most realistic part of the book i wrote that down i said i wrote yes there it is the most realistic question in this 20 questions so far because he goes because they're talking about he's talking about how he can't lose control when he's around her so they couldn't have sex and he then goes, I'm curious now, though. He said, his voice slide again, have you ever? <laughs> I'm so glad it happened or else this would have been entirely unrealistic. We know that if she didn't fall asleep, he would have been like, what's your bra size? <laughs> that would have been the next question. Well, no, never mind. No, I'm pretty sure he already snooped through her drawers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows. He could just check the tag. Yeah, he's going to do that. Laundry. He's going to do that the minute she falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So she's like, no, I've never felt like this about anyone before not even close and he he brings up he's like well you know that's not always a problem for most people and she says or how love and lust don't always keep the same company um and she says they do for me and then she's like so do you like find me hot at all (laughs) imagine if he was just like no good night (laughs) no instead he's like i may not be human no but i am a man i'm like oh interesting you interesting <laughs> gross yeah he starts singing a, the lullaby again humming 
humming. She falls asleep. She drifts to sleep in his cold arms. Honestly, I would say that is that is the epitome of someone to cuddle with while you're sleeping. Because I'm a night sweater. I sleep alone, and I wake up drenched in sweat in the morning. Yeah. If I was in bed with another person and they were creating body heat, I would die of sunstroke in the night. Mm-hmm. But if I was, you know, if I was laying with a cold, marble, dead body... <laughs> we're just going to need to find you someone dead to fall in love with. We're just going to need to find someone dead to fall in love with. Let's find that. Chapter 15. Chapter The Cullens. Okay, I haven't complained about this before because I don't really, when I'm reading, I don't read the chapter titles. And a lot of the time the chapter titles are not that spoilery. But this one, 100% is. Because you just know that this is the chapter that that's going to happen. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying. That's why I kind of like chapter titles. Yeah, you're right. Before this, before it being the Collins, it's just like, mind over matter reckoning. (laughs) Right? So it's like, this is the one spoiler Mm -hmm. from these chapter titles. And it kind of like... She's about to meet his family. (laughs) On the second day that they might or might not be boyfriend and girlfriend. The first few pages are just very mundane. Very fluffy, but she dives into his lap upon waking up which i don't have that energy but yeah she wakes up edward's still there she dives into his lap she freaks out about charlie who edward's like he already left after reattaching your battery cables it's like was he that nervous about her sneaking out he never cares where she is why would she sneak out in the first place yeah and what would she be doing? Like, she already is like, oh, I don't like any of the men here. And it's funny because he's probably worried about her being with boys. And she literally slept with, not slept, well, yeah. she'd slept, he didn't. Under his roof. Under his roof. And then she goes and cleans herself again. Worrying about morning breath. I don't know why she's worried about this when he's delighted in her milk breath before. Yeah. And then, like, the only note I have for page 314 mm-hmm. is that I absolutely, this is a part, I grabbed my book and I went, oh my because he goes, you are my life now. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh no. I had a teensy bit of a different reaction. You did? To that line. Yeah. I literally because had to stop and catch my breath. And I sat there for three minutes just being that like. That is very romantic, but I am very cynical when it comes to romance because I've never experienced it. Oh. <laughs> so I wrote down, I promise I'm trying to take this seriously, but oh my god. <laughs> He then asks, he's like, oh, you must be hungry, so let's go get some food. Um, mm-hmm. And she, like, gets freaked out. She, like, covers her neck, and she's like, don't eat me. But it's, like, yeah. a, it's a joke. She's being silly Bella now. This is silly Bella chapter. And they go downstairs, and she's still being silly, being like, oh, what are you going to eat? And she pours herself a bowl with milk. More milk. How much milk can someone consume? Their, their grocery bill must be through the roof. I also feel like their relationship went from zero to 100 really yeah. quick. They're like a married couple now. <laughs> yeah, which he even like mentions, I don't know if it's here, I'm pretty sure it's here, where he's like, just like the day before, before they even like went mm-hmm. to the meadow, he was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know about her. And then meadow happened and he's like, I'm You bummed. are my life now. And then he's like, me, my family, my vampire family. Me, my vampire mom I'm and like, my vampire dad and my vampire sisters and brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not get married. Oh yeah, then immediately he's like, oh, you want me my family? Yeah. And... Apparently they made a made a bet. They were like, "Oh yeah, let's see if she comes home alive or dead." But she's like, "Yeah, I'll go meet your family." And then we learn that Alice saw her coming. Like Bella's like, "Did Alice see me coming?" And Edward says something like that. What? <laughs> Explain. Right? Because he was uncomfortable yeah. when he said it. 
What could she have seen? Like, him marrying her? Him killing her? Him yeah. sniffing her neck a lot? He was, like, physically uncomfortable, which makes me think it wasn't something cute. It must be something scary. Scary or intense. He asked if she's going to introduce him to, to Charlie as her, as her yeah. boyfriend. Yeah! And she's like, why? Are you dumb? Like, <laughs> Right, because she still thinks understandably this is understandable to me yeah she still thinks that he just thinks of her as like acting like boyfriend and girlfriend as a Mm cover-up and it's understandable with the way that he reacted with the marriage thing Mm -hmm. yeah because she says i mean you don't have to pretend for me yeah which is interesting and then he's like i'm not pretending and then she says i pushed the remains of my cereal around the edges of the bowl biting my lip are you trying to draw blood around this guy yeah so then When she finishes eating her breakfast, then she goes upstairs to change. And (laughs) I have never seen a more LDS outfit description (laughs) ever. I know. I wrote down page 318 through 19 because 318 is when she gets dressed. 319 is his reaction to her outfit. Well, first, I guess we should tell them what the outfit is. (laughs) Yeah. Oof. So the outfit. Start with the shirt because that's easier. The shirt. Okay, the shirt. Shirt's beautiful. Um, she puts on a dark blue blouse because he he has said in the past that she looks good in dark blue. Mm-hmm. Must be a beautiful blouse. Yeah. I imagine it is so. And she um, must pair it with something equally as lovely, right? Yes. Right? She picks up a long khaki-colored skirt. Khaki. Long khaki skirt. I, this is, The note that I wrote for that was... This is Mormon date, modest is hottest propaganda, because that sounds vile. And then how does he react, Callie? Because she says, okay, I'm decent. He was waiting at the foot of the stairs closer than I thought, and I bounded right into him. He steadied me, holding me at a careful distance for a few seconds before pulling me closer. Wrong again. He murmured in my ear. Mm-hmm. You are utterly indecent. No one should look so tempting. It's not fair. And just to reiterate, she's wearing a khaki skirt. Long khaki skirt. I imagine it below the knees, for sure. Oh, it's, she says long. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel, implies below the knees. Yeah. She does pull her hair back into a ponytail, which is an interesting way to pair this outfit. Yeah. But that does make sense to, like, tempting. Oh, yeah. And then he's just, like holding her against his body yeah hot hot Um. (laughs) (laughs) and she oh yeah he kisses her and she like basically faints has she never had any romantic interest i'm gonna say no yeah i will say just for the sake of transparency because we do market this as a twilight read through podcast where we're having this discussion live on air well not live but for the first time with each other sydney and i did have a conversation over text (laughs) about this outfit (laughs) oof I'll read. May I read the transcript? Sydney Heim. Also, last thing, because I can't stop myself. I'm reading too early in the week. Bella put on a long khaki skirt. She not only purchased a khaki skirt, but a long and khaki skirt. (laughs) And then I said, good God, I wrote so much down for that. That's Mormon propaganda. Hottest is modest is hottest if I've ever seen it. And she said, I think I literally saw my LDS friend wearing the same outfit. And I said, I can see this in an LDS YouTuber's group date outfits lookbook. And then we went through Pinterest on, uh, or LDS date Pinterest, which shout out to the LDS girls lately. They've got impeccable style. Mm -hmm. Remember this was 2005. 
So this, I think, would fit in perfectly. And again, n- literally no shade if you're LDS. Not at all. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, so she faints. She faints, and then he pulls her ponytail. It's all cute. Cute, romantic, mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah, then she ends up meeting the Cullens, except mm-hmm. for Rosalie and Emmett. And we learn that Rosalie is the only one that doesn't think that Edward should be with Bella. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Is there anything interesting you found within the next few pages before piano time? Not really. Just kind of honestly very, for the situation and for her knowing they're vampires, it is a pretty typical parent family meet and greet. Yeah. I did think Jasper was kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, I for sure have a crush on Jasper. Because he just like- And Alice. He's like big and burly. Oh yeah, Alice. Um, Big and burly and just like so sweet. Yeah, he just seems very nice. Yeah, and he walks into the room and he just makes it feel safer Mm -hmm. for her to be in the room and not, like, weird, creepy. But yeah, so then Edward starts playing his piano. He plays Hmm. Bella's Lullaby for her. Aww. Oh my god, I wonder if we're gonna get to watch him play it in the movie. I think so, because that's where the music came from. (laughs) But yeah, so then we learn that Jasper is the newest one out of all of them. Like, he's a new vampire. Mm -hmm. And so Edward told him to keep his distance, which is why, like, Bella was like, why was Jasper so far away and being weird? Yeah. Which is weird, because she, like, literally mentions as he walks in the room that the room felt more comfortable when he came in. So he's Mm -hmm. obviously making it feel better for her and more welcoming Rather than walking mm-hmm. in the room being like, you better feel like you want to run, bitch. Which is nice of him, but also I, I do genuinely believe Edward's just like, he could snap. Like. Yeah. yeah, this is a whole moment where um, we learn that Alice has seen that there's scary vampires coming. And Bella is finally like kind of scared because Edward's like, I'm going to stay near you um, because he's worried that they're going to eat her. Mm-hmm. as he would and so like this is the first time that we've actually seen like other people are coming to that area for a specific reason mm-hmm. which does make it more interesting because like at this point you're kind of like okay what's gonna happen next because at this point it's just like meet the family yeah We're boyfriend and girlfriend let's go on a date <laughs> exactly it's like is the rest of the book just gonna be them trying to get rosalie to like her <laughs> like... yeah which she, like, has, like, a montage moment where, yeah. like, Rosalie's just always in the background, like, mm, and, like, she's, like, trying on different outfits. She's, like, maybe Rosalie will like me like this. And then she and Rosalie start dating. <gasps> yeah. Then they start, like, walking around the house, and we see that Daddy Vamp has a cross that he has kept since before he was a vampire. Yeah. And we learn that Daddy Vamp's daddy was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of like makes sense like how he grew up to become the person that he is mm-hmm. now and we learned that his dad like believed in evil things mm-hmm. or as he like would assume were evil things so like witches and werewolves and vampires which makes me think maybe witches are real yeah too. i hope they are and so yeah he would go on like raids or hunts to go and kill vampires mm-hmm. and then he ended up dying and so he made his son take over or did he die no he just grew old yeah and then, so he placed daddy vampire or carlisle as he's known before becoming daddy Mm -hmm. in charge of the raids and so he discovered a coven of vampires living in the sewers and so they go to do like a raid for that and he ends up getting attacked by one of them but he doesn't but finish him off yeah and so he's like laying there in the street and so he hides in rotten potatoes 
until he changes mm-hmm. and then he realizes what he's done he's become like knowing that there was like huge covens of vampires yeah. just living in the sewers somewhere and people were not so fine with it but aware of it there was enough people to perform raids in those areas yeah hmm. and that's uh the collins chapter 15 the collins hmm. how do you feel i feel great i'm i'm really enjoying it so far i feel we can be critical but also feel ourselves slipping into the the fandom falling hard yeah i'm falling hard how are you feeling i feel good these chapters were kind of repetitive mm-hmm. but they were interesting yeah i am it's glad finally happening i am glad that we've gotten past that weird like scared to touch each other moment like yeah you know but then i instantly regret feeling that in the next chapter you want to take us out hallie of course i will next time you find yourself sitting in a meadow with your cousin make sure you don't scare them off so that they run away so fast because if you do they might come back and sniff your neck really hard just to make sure just to prove that they're okay and maybe that's not actually the best the best possible scenario also if you if you are gonna not like not like sleep with someone like sleep with them like sleep with someone like actually uh become be unconscious with someone else in the bed make sure they're dead so that they that you don't get all gross and overheated if if you're listening this many episodes in cousin lovers i'm very grateful for that um i love you and you're probably really hot and cool and interesting so thanks for listening to this episode of twice we liked Our next episode will be out next week, and we will be reading chapters 16 and 17 of Twilight. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at twiaswelight, subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content, and leave us a nice Apple Pod review. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe on whatever platform you use. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. How does it make that make sense, Daddy Vamp? We can call Um, him Carlisle if you want. Like, I don't want that. I don't think I'm going to.